0: This is Marcus de Costa, pastor of House of Israel London, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this teaching edifies you, challenges and inspires you to walk the best walk you can with Messiah Yeshua. May you be richly blessed by this message. So thank you, for everyone who is joining me today as you know this is the beginning of the day of the Passover and the purpose of the Gospels in real time is to bring the Gospel to life like never before through exploring the Gospels in real time by using annotations and props as we go forward throughout the teaching in doing so the rites the traditions which have created a gulf between believers today and those of the ancient fruit will be exposed we no longer can afford to live a life where our fruit is distinct from the fruit of the ancient saints. We can read the Bible and it just looks like a fairy tale. Because believers today look nothing like believers in that day. So it looks like a figment, a story. So we need to explore where the gulf is. How, how, how has this happened? And that's the purpose of exploring the Gospels, this Gospel in real time, what we're going to be doing over the course of the the next few days. So my question to you, and I'll pose it at the beginning, and I will pose it at the end. You have to make a choice. Will you serve the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob? The God of all creation in spirit and in truth. Or if what is found to be a figment, a, a, a story, a fantasy belief system. Will you follow that instead? And I'm talking to um, believers who may be in the church, but I'm also talking to people who are who have been in what we may call the messianic the hebrew roots or the way there's going to be stuff in the series of messages which is going to provoke each and every one of you and we like elijah said when he stood him the people and the prophets of baal and the the groves, choose this day who you will serve. We are going to begin at Matthew 12, verse 38. So if you can find your Bible and turn it to Matthew 12, verse 38. So, Matthew 12, verse 38. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Now this sign is Simeon which is a a sign, a mark, a token, that by which a person or thing is distinguished from others. So there would be no sign given to that generation except that of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonah was was three days and three nights, in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So what we are what we are seeing when we look at the scriptures Matthew twelve verse thirty eight, we are we can see that he is being asked for a sign. And his declaration is that a wicked and adulterous generation seek of after a sign and no sign shall be given except the sign of Jonah, the prophet, being three days and three nights in the whale's belly. And so the Messiah will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Right. Let's go back to Luke. Chapter 11, verse 29. And when the people were gathered together or were gathered thick together, he began to say, this is an evil generation. They seek a sign. And there shall no sign be given it but the sign, again, Simeon, of Jonas the prophet. For as Joas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the sign, the son of man be to this generation. The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For they came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. And the men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it for they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold a greater than Jonas is here essentially brothers and sisters and people of the world who are watching the people the Ninevites received the sign they repented because they received the sign and as a result condemnation was withheld from them they repented and the wrath of Jehovah was withheld from them but unlike the people of Nineveh that generation who did not receive and would not receive the sign, the one sign that Yeshua gave to that generation, as a result, they will experience condemnation. The same sign that was given unto those who personally asked for one from Yeshua that was rejected has equally been given to and rejected by this generation. Believe it or not. Whether you are a believer in Yeshua, in Jesus Christ or not, the overwhelming majority of people who believe in him, just like the scribes, the Pharisees, that evil generation, do not accept and receive the sign that he gave. Because if you accepted and received the sign, then your walk would be in alignment to what the sign reveals, what the sign affirms. But the overwhelming people, when they walk out their faith, it's not in alignment. In its place, the holiest days of the year on the Christian calendar, Easter, Easter, which in turn validates a transition from the observation of the Sabbath and feasts to Sunday worship. Now, this series in real time is not only going to prove, but it's also going to prepare. The reason it is going to prepare is because what you're going to receive are tools and information that takes years of studying to acquire for you to be able to transmit that information and word as long as you are attentive and ready to make notes and sh- and hear what is being communicated according to the messiah Understanding and believing the sign of Jonah, much like the Ninevites who received it, will lead to one not experiencing condemnation. However, we must learn from the Jews in Yeshua's day not to allow the religious establishment nor our afflictions or affiliations to bind and misguide us into condemnation and away from the promise of life. So as we move forward... This is clearly an introduction, but as we move forward, what you have to do is be prepared to take your religious affiliation and just put it to the side and acknowledge that it, it, it must always be the truth of the word that you are going to build your foundation on, the truth Of the word. And if that be the case, if we look at the truth in the word and there are certain things which are revealed unto you, then you need to come to the place and be prepared to acknowledge that there are some things which need to be discarded. In Matthew 28, In Matthew 28, if you turn your Bibles to Matthew 28, verse 11. Now, when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. Matthew 28, verse 12. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ear, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. What you see here. In this passage, is what goes on to this day. Cover up, bribery, lies, collusion, sleight of hand. These religious leaders knew Yeshua rose from the grave. But they did not want the people they were in control of knowing. So they bribed. They hid the evidence. And this is something that goes on today. So though you may be told certain things, I have come into contact with a lot of people who are, who, who are ministers in organisations who don't believe what they teach they believe something other than what they teach because they are responsible for a flock of people so if they don't believe what they teach because they're responsible for a flock of people then there is a deception which is taking place and you, if you're under that teacher, you may not know. So this is something which took place 2,000 years ago. And through this teaching, much of what has been gone forth is going to be shared. I'm going to show you a graphic. And for those of you who may be listening to this, As a podcast or on radio or whatever means that you may be watching this, I would encourage you to to either email me, H-O-I-London at Yahoo.co.uk, visit our platforms where we host this video, whether that be Facebook or YouTube, or go and visit our website, H-O-I-U-K. Dot com. and then you'll get links to all of the platforms but this is what the church wants you to believe and over this time you're going to see a, an, a, a version of this graphic and it will make sense the more we get into it this is what the church wants you to believe the death burial and resurrection which should be a sign of three days and three nights took place in In two nights and one day. See the church wants you to believe. And has gone to great lengths. To cause you to believe. That Messiah who gave a sign. About three days and three nights. Was was put in the grave. Friday. Before sundown. And resurrected early Sunday morning. So anyone who has eyes to see can see that that is not three days and three nights, but that's actually two nights and one day. All you have to do is, is if you if you look at the dark blue squares, that that's equivalent for the night and you can see the moon. And if you look at the light blue square, that is the day. And you can see the sun in the, in the top corner. So that's two nights and one day. So already, who are you going to believe? Well, you have to believe the scripture. But if you believe the scripture over what you are being taught, why are you still in the places where you have? been taught this stuff if that's where you are and if that's not if that's not where you are you need to somehow be able to minister to people in an effective way whereby this makes sense and we're going to and we're going to begin that process no matter what place you are in in terms of your walk we will begin that process today Okay, just having a need to get my slide to move along. There we go. So ignoring the sign of Yeshua and the sign that He gave, three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, to give heed to traditions laced with pagan rites and the customs of men is to ignore the opportunity of repentance, reconciliation to Jehovah, and therefore the one who came to give the sign in the first place. Now, I'm going to be using Yeshua um, for Jesus. I'm going to be using Jehovah instead of Lord. And there are many um, teachings and resources you can use. But obviously, if you didn't know, Yeshua is the Hebrew um, name that he was given, meaning Jehovah saves. And Jehovah is the actual name instead of a title, um, which has appears in our King James Bible. Um, because if you look at the definition of the, the Hebrew Lord, the, the L-O-R-D, There are over 6,000 times where that that word in the Hebrew is actually Yehovah. So that's why I'm using it, if you wanted to know. The condemnation of the Queen of the South and the men of Nineveh shall be raised up against this generation as it was theirs. As a result, we will search the Gospels in real time, beginning tonight. The 14th of the first month, the time of the Last Supper, the Passover, the Passover meal to demonstrate Good Friday, Easter Sunday, that licenses Sunday worship is a fallacy. It is a fallacy. And if you're hearing this for the first time, um, welcome to the club. I'm going to be presenting um teachings and materials and and proofs to you that if you have eyes to see and a heart to learn then you will be open to exploring truth and you will find that way because we are told in the scriptures if you seek you will find so what i want to present to you and i will be um, going through the process of updating This each and every day um, before you so you can count for yourself in real time as we go over the events, how um, Messiah's sign is confirmed and isn't what you have been trained to believe. We are currently in the evening of the 14th day of Abib. Now, Abib or Aviv in the Hebrew is the condition of a barley and it is an actual month. It's the name of a month and it is the first month of the year. Now, as a ministry, we broadcast and let everybody know the beginning of the new months and therefore... This is the 14th day of the month of the Aviv. Now, if you're familiar with Genesis chapter one, you will know that the evening and the morning constitutes a day. So a day actually begins at the evening when the sun goes down, as opposed to how we render time in our modern uh, way of rendering time at 12 o'clock, in the middle of the night. Even saying it should, should, should boggle your mind. A day begins in the middle of the night, as opposed to what Scripture says, a day begins at the beginning of the night. That is the new day. But anyway, the last supper, the Passover meal, You can see the arrow that is telling you um, where that took place. And we're going to use some scripture to prove this. If you go to Leviticus 23, verse five, Leviticus 23, verse five, it reads in the 14th day of the first month. That even is the Lord's Passover. So, as you would have heard already, um, this is the day of the Passover. But we're not talking about the Passover sacrifice, we are talking about the day of the Passover when that sacrifice took place, but also more specifically for as we begin this real time journey um, to follow. And track the sign that Yeshua gave. When did the, uh, the Passover meal that he had with his disciples or the Last Supper, when was that? And we're just looking at scriptures to affirm when the day of the Passover was. So we have a better understanding. Exodus 12 verse 6. And ye shall keep it until... The 14th day of the same month and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in. Now, this word in it in or this phrase it in is speaking about between, among, in the midst of. And it's saying you shall kill it in the evening. So already. We're we're being given the indication that the Passover sacrifice um, needs to essentially take place in the evening or in the midst of the evening um, or between the evenings. So the Passover sacrifice has something to do with the evening. Okay. now some confusion can take place as to, well, what evening is it? if the day begins at the evening and the Passover is on, the Passover day is on the 14th of Aviv, is it speaking about the evening or approaching the evening on the 13th of the Aviv or approaching the evening of the 15th of the Aviv? And this is, there's there's a lot of debate and some people um, go one way and some another but what we are going to do we are going to use the gospels and track the sign of Yeshua and essentially use that along with the law of Yehovah to demonstrate that what Yeshua did was perfectly in line with the laws of Jehovah and therefore we can consider um, both the law and the gospels as trustworthy sources for us to live by on the 14th day of the first month of the biblical year that was announced on the 25th of march and we announce each and every month you can check out our youtube our facebook you can check our website we've been doing that for a long time now so is the day of the passover however The Passover sacrifice is commanded to be killed between, among, in the midst of the evening. If we are to believe that Yeshua is our Passover sacrifice, then the meal he eats with his disciples in the evening, although may be called the Passover, is simply a meal on the day of Passover. Otherwise, he will be eating himself. Now, as we go through this process, I encourage you to 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 rewatch what we go through um, each teaching. There will be opportunities to glean again from um, the, the harvest of the word which is going forth today. And as you do so, because I am I am. Teaching to a, a broad array of people, you'll be able to to understand as you progress and grow these key terms, um, which are, are being spoken. But essentially, um, using uh, both the Tanakh, the Law um, in the the Old Testament, and the Gospels to show, and I will show um, that what I am stating that the Passover meal was at the beginning. Of the 14th day of Aviv um, and that is when he had his uh, last supper uh, as, as what's been coined the last supper or the Passover with his disciples let's look at Luke 22 verse 1 now when we look at some of the phrases in the Gospels Is going to help us see how people can be so confused. How people can be confused, especially if your doctrine has been to discard the Tanakh. Because Luke here describes now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. When we go through the Gospels, we're going to be given the indication that for the Jews in Yeshua's day, the Passover and unleavened bread were interchangeable terms. Now, if you're not familiar with the notion that the Passover and unleavened bread were interchangeable terms, when you're trying to track what Yeshua is doing, what his disciples are doing and what day they, they're doing these things on so you can understand and know the sign and therefore be in alignment with Father and his word. It makes it more difficult. But you can see here that that the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover, and, the, and it continues. If we turn to Mark 14 verse 10, And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priests to to betray him unto them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought how he might conveniently betray him. And the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover. So the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover. But if we go to the Torah, it tells you that the Passover is to be killed on the 14th at even. So even when we're gleaning from the Tanakh and the Brit Hadashah, the Old and the New Testament, it's pointing you to the, the, the beginnings. Of the 15th day. While it's still the 14th day. I'm hoping you're following me. Let's continue. And the first day of unleavened bread. When they killed the Passover. His disciples said unto him. Where wilt thou go? Where wilt thou. That we go and prepare. That thou mayest eat the Passover. If you continue with me. These phrases and terms, as I demonstrate it unto you, using our annotation, will make more sense. And he sendeth forth two of his disciples, and saith unto them, Go ye into the city, and there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. And wheresoever he shall go in, say ye to the good man of the house, The master saith, where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared and there make ready for us. And his disciples went forth and came into the city and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover and in the evening he cometh with the 12 and it says in in verse 20 of chapter 26 now when the even was come he sat down with his 12 so we have to come to the conclusion what evening is this? What evening is this? Because if it's the evening of unleavened bread, because it's an interchangeable term, then that's the 15th day. If it's the evening of the, uh, the 14th day, then that's the beginning of the day of the Passover when we consider that yeshua is our passover lamb sacrificed for us then it starts to pin down that this has to be a meal that yeshua and his disciples had which took place at the beginning of the 14th day as opposed to the beginning of the 15th day because if it was the beginning of the 15th day then he wouldn't be the Passover that was sacrificed for us so with that being said what that means is that 2,000 years ago right now Messiah would have been sitting down with his disciples this as we have discovered and learned is the month of the Aviv. This is the beginning of the 14th day of that month. And as a result, all of them years ago, what Messiah would have been doing is sitting down with his disciples and observing a, 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 a custom of fellowship and eating and having communion with his disciples, in accordance to a feast which him and his disciples, the prophets, the apostles, kept. Part of the confusion with regards to when this meal took place between Yeshua and his disciples is due to the fact that Passover and unleavened bread were an interchangeable term. Therefore, in order to discern a a knowledge and understanding of the law of God is essential. So, again, we look at our annotation. We look at our annotation and we have to conclude this can't be the evening of the 13th of the Aviv. Because otherwise, that's a whole 24 hours early and it wouldn't be considered anything associated with the Passover. This cannot be the evening of the 15th, because if it was, the Passover sacrifice would have been the day before. And as a result, as we know, he is crucified the next day, then that would be a whole 24 hours out. So this is the evening of the 14th, and as it is today, as you can see on the chart, this is the fourth day of the week. And we say it's the fourth day of the week because everybody knows, or maybe the young people in this generation may not be aware, but everybody knows for for millennia, the beginning of the week, the first day of the week, is what we would... um, call today Sunday. So from Sunday, we can count up and conclude that today, if if the days um, begin um, evening, then day, the actual beginning of the week would be Saturday evening and then to Sunday evening. Then Sunday evening to Monday evening. Then Monday evening to Tuesday evening, that would be the third day. Then Tuesday evening begins the fourth day to Wednesday evening, which is like you're going into your next day. So this is the day of the Passover sacrifice. And as we will come to know, it's also a preparation day for the Sabbath. Let's continue on in Scripture. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It is good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered, and said, Master, is it I? And he said unto him, Thou hast said. And as they were eating, Yeshua took bread, and blessed it, and brake it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Now at this time, if you would have seen the message which I I posted and um, my notification, I I mentioned that you should have prepared um, some bread with you. So if you have prepared, this is a good time for us to get some bread. Now I have in front of me, I have um, some bread. This is unleavened bread. But because it's not the day of unleavened bread, it is still um, the beginning of the 14th day and the 15th day of unleavened bread. You may not have unleavened bread. But what Messiah did is he took bread. This is what I have here. And blessed it. Heavenly Father, for your people here today who are remembering Yeshua, observing your days and desire to know of you. We give you thanks for all that we have and all that you have given us. Amen. And break it. gave to his disciples and said take eat this is my body Verse 27. And he took the cup and gave thanks. Bless Jehovah. We honor you and thank you for all that we have, including this wine, this drink, this grape juice, whatever people are drinking. Amen saying and gave it them saying drink ye all of it so this was being this wine was being passed round now despite what you may be told depending where you're coming from no matter what scripture you read it doesn't tell you what he said when he blessed it It just said he blessed it So you don't need to go to a a prayer book, you don't need to say a repetitive prayer, it just said he blessed it. So we can avoid going into customs and traditions of men, reciting prayers that people say Yeshua said when we clearly can't say that he said it. Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins." When we do this, brothers and sisters, We are doing this in remembrance of him. What Messiah is doing, Messiah is is sitting with his disciples and he's having a supper. He's having a meal. He's having fellowship. He's having communion. And in the midst of that food, that drink, fellowship he takes the bread and in the midst of that he drinks so what we see here is a model which Messiah says whenever you do this now what's being pulled out by Matthew by Mark and by Luke is the bread and the drink But we have to remember that bread and drink took place during fellowship. And it is during that fellowship that he he ministers to them. He teaches them. He opens up their understanding. He he uses food to describe what he has done for them. He says that this is his body. That it will be... um, It will be given for them. That that's his blood of the new covenant. That it will be shed for them. And when you do this, when you are fellowshipping, when you are having communion, when you're one with each other. Do that in remembrance of him. And this is why one of the reasons why we are encouraged not to forsake the assembly. And I know Depending on where you are in the world today, it may be difficult for you to fellowship one with another. Which is why we go to, to great lengths to ensure that we broadcast all of our services. So there is always an in-house where we can literally sit down together to eat and to drink and to share the word and to pray one for another and to minister to each other but also that we can communicate and and fellowship online with you. So what he is showing us is a model which we see the apostles continue in the book of Acts. So please do not. um, This is another sacred cow which we need to we need to press and, and, and push over. This is not something which took place where. You go up to you know, a priest and he puts the, the, the bread in your mouth and he gives you the wine and then you go back to your pew. This is, people are sitting down. They are talking, they are fellowshipping. They are in the midst of each other as this is taking place. Verse 29. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth, of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And when they sung an hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Now I have a hymn, which I would like us to sing. Um, this is a, 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 a wonderful hymn. All week for the last few days, I've been thinking about what Messiah, what it says in Matthew and the scriptures and I didn't know what to sing. We, we sing songs during our services but I didn't know what to sing and then today my daughter um, who is only five years old came upstairs and started singing this song which just came to her which we going to sing and it perfectly fits the bill so please when you get the tune
1: um, sing along with me worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb praise the lord Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Praise the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Praise the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, praise the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, praise the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, praise the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, praise the Mm. Lord. Worthy is the Lamb, Worthy is the Lamb, Worthy is the Lamb, Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb, Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Praise his name. Let's continue to Luke chapter 22 verse 15 and remember brothers and sisters as we are singing hymns as we are reading the word as you are taking bread drinking and remembering Yeshua you are keeping the commands of the master on the day that he gave them hallelujah Luke 22 verse 15 and he said unto them with desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you I will not eat any more thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom. So this is a meal which took place at the beginning of the Passover. Or the day of the Passover and the Messiah is saying I'm not going to eat this Passover. I'm not going to do this until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of Jehovah. This is giving us the indication that A. The observation of the Passover should continue because it's not been fulfilled in terms of it shouldn't happen anymore it will be fulfilled in the kingdom and that be fellowship where people are coming together eating and drinking people who are of like mind should continue until it is fulfilled when we will be doing this, fellowshipping, eating and drinking in the presence of the master Yeshua. This is why we should not forsake the assembly. Let's continue reading. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this, this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this do in remembrance of me. So he's explaining to his disciples on this day, years ago, his body would be given for us. That what they did to the bread. Would be like some kind of symbol. As we break it, as we eat it, it will remind us. That we are to consume. The body which was given to us. He gave his life in order for us to not just. Look at it as a fantasy story, as a figment, which we read to the children or which we think about once a year during Passover. But that we consume, that we that we eat of that flesh. And that flesh is the word that was made flesh. Likewise. Also the cup after supper, saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. So that's given us the indication that there was bread eating during and the cup was shared and drunk from at the end. On this night 2000 years ago. Yeshua had supper with his disciples. In the midst of the supper, he broke bread and demonstrated that his body was given for them. After the supper, they drank, demonstrating that his blood is the blood of the new covenant that will be shed for the remission of sins. His promise to his disciples was that this meal, fellowship, supper, The Passover will be eaten in the kingdom, which is yet to come. So if you have um, need of evidence that we are to continue to fellowship, continue to observe the ancient order of the faith once delivered to the saints, it is that in a time to come in the kingdom of jehovah that the messiah yeshua jesus christ will be sat at a table eating and drinking with his disciples and it, what he will be eating and drinking with his disciples will be this supper will be this this what is being coined the passover Now, as we are concluding this um, portion in terms of the series, there are some further reading, which, if you so desire to, to continue, I'm encouraging you to do. Further reading for the evening of the Passover, the Last Supper. is John 13, washing of feet during the supper. So if you read through chapter 13, in addition to other things, you will read about Messiah Yeshua washing his disciples' feet and explaining what that means. John 14, 15 and 16 is dedicated uh, um, to encouragement and direction. This is all what the Messiah Yeshua was doing this day, thousands of years ago. Throughout the night. This is not a a, a, a supper or an encouragement, a teaching, which they sat down and got a takeaway and went about their business. There are chapters dedicated to what he did throughout the night. John 17, a prayer for his disciples and the world. John 18, after Yeshua prays, he is detained. Now, throughout the night, there is much that goes on. And we are going to touch base in terms of what goes on throughout the night tomorrow morning. Obviously, if you so choose to, you can you can go ahead of that. But we will be looking um, uh, at what took place Briefly throughout the night and what takes place in the morning of this day uh, 2000 years ago. So we will continue, which is why we are going live at nine o'clock because there is a specific scripture which tells us something that takes place at nine o'clock tomorrow this time. Um, which we are going to to read through to give us a sense of of the real-time events um, 2,000 years ago. So let's look at this chart. The Passover meal, the last Supper takes place the evening of the day of Passover. So obviously a day, is a full 24-hour period. And that 24-hour period is divided into night and day. The Passover meal, or the Last Supper, takes place at the evening portion of the day of the Passover, the 24-hour period. So what follows, because evening comes first in the order Of days according to Genesis chapter one. What follows the evening portion and all of the events that takes place that night is obviously day. So tomorrow at 9 a.m. we will be reading through the crucifixion live in real time. So in real time, we'll be reading through the crucifixion together. And that will be, um, if we follow that along, that will be where the second arrow is pointing. Praise him. So I want to say, um, conclude um, the teaching portion um, with a prayer. And then I will go to any of your comments, any of your questions. And if you have any prayer requests, or anything you would like me to respond to or pray for or you have a testimony or anything like that I will do that at the end of the prayer Heavenly Father I give glory to your name and I am so thankful that as a community of believers people who are hungry and thirsting after the truth that we are seeking to understand the sign That you gave to the generation in Yeshua's day. We know and believe this sign has been greatly corrupted. It's been defiled. It's been covered up intentionally. As a means to move people away from the path that you created man to be on in the very beginning to be in relationship with you, to be in lockstep with you, to be able to meet you on the designated times and seasons that you have set aside and created to be in communion with us. So, Father, I pray that as the words leave my mouth, they will be like seeds of truth that find good ground. Bless all of your people who have taken the time to inquire, who have taken the time to to look back and remember what Yeshua did for us. His body, his blood, his sacrifice. We give thanks for sending Yeshua and we give thanks to Yeshua for all that he has done and taught his disciples and is teaching us till this day blessed be the king and worthy is the lamb praise the lord amen amen well we have come to the end of the teaching portion of um, the gospels in real time I am hoping and praying that it was a blessing to you. This serves brothers, sisters, people of the world as an introduction. Um, We are going to be getting into some, some milk, but also some heavy, heavy meat. You will be encouraged, you'll be challenged, you'll be provoked, but in all things If you receive this word you will be blessed and i'm grateful that the most high can use me and the ministry that he's given me to such a work so let me have a look at some of your questions comments let me see where everybody is joining me from so i can see that there are uh, uh, some of the saints who I, I know, who fellowship with me, um, joining us, and that's good to see. Um, Sister Barbara joining uh, me from Jamaica. Greetings to you. Question: Af has Passover service tomorrow at uh, April eighth, seven p.m. I am confused. Okay, um, there's there's um there's no confusion. Um, today if you if um, there's no confusion what you have just come into and just watched if you're still watching is a service which is pointing out that what Messiah was doing with his disciples called the, the Passover or the Last Supper isn't actually the Passover sacrifice. It is as I as I said in a message. It was a a meal that he had with his disciples. So, as I was explaining, um, the actual Passover sacrifice, who we uh, believe Yeshua to be, took place approaching the evening of the fifteenth, which is tomorrow. So Arthur has got it um, perfectly uh, right. And if, you, if you've uh, looked at our schedule, um, we will be going live tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, for the crucifixion, but also at 3 p.m. for his, his death and his burial. And if Messiah Yeshua is the Passover lamb, then his death, his burial, should be in alignment to when the Passover sacrifice was killed and when the people were commanded to eat of the sacrifice which was killed, which again uh, points us to tomorrow being the actual sacrifice Passover. So as you come uh, into more understanding When the term is used, uh, Passover, it's an interchangeable term for the day of the Passover. So the 14th of the Aviv is the day of the Passover. But Passover was a sacrifice. The Passover sacrifice had a specific time. And Yeshua did things throughout the day of the Passover, and which is interchangeable with unleavened bread. Um, And that's what we were pointing out um, during this message, that his meal was not the Passover, the Passover sacrifice. That's something which happens the following day, the day portion of the 14th. I'm hoping um, that, clears, uh, that clears that up for you. Um, okay, tomorrow we celebrate with lamb and bread, wine, prayers. Indeed. Indeed, another comment. Shalom. It was a wonderful experience to sit and reflect on the Last Supper Yeshua shared with his disciples. Truly a blessing. Well, I'm glad that, um, that you were blessed, Sister Rosie, and those of your household. Um, it really is a, a blessing. This is, this is uh, a, a, a completely new experience to be able to, to know the exact day and time Because as we go forward through this process, I'll be showing you the exact time where certain things were happening. Um, And obviously, it's not Israeli time or Israelite time. We're not in the land, but I'm doing it from the UK. So from from the UK, it's the exact time. Um, So if you're in the US, it's going to be out. In the the UK, it's out from Israeli time. But you're going to know the exact time that things took place relative to where we are. And as a result, that's something that will give you a much greater understanding as to what took place. It will give you a better understanding on how to transmit what took place. And the sign that Yeshua gave to his disciples. And if you yourself are coming from a Christian background, it will give you the opportunity to make a choice. Am I going to continue to follow the rudiments of men, the rudiments of the world? Or am I going to to, to follow truth? And I believe there's not much of a choice there if we don't want to experience condemnation amen so thank you i'm glad that you were um blessed by that i would i was blessed you brought to light something that was there that we missed thank you okay wonderful i'm glad that um i'm glad that uh, that you were blessed I had observed a few Passover times before, but this time, thanks to Jehovah for you, it was wonderful, and was a blessing for myself and my husband. Once again, thank you, and I'm glad. Um, I'm I'm just really glad. It's it's. Uh, I'm just glad. It's it's something that I've I've never done before. I've never seen anyone done be- do it before, and. I've given you further reading because obviously when I finish, I'm going to be preparing uh, and making sure I'm ready for tomorrow because tomorrow there are two uh, lives that we will be doing. But what you can and should be doing with that further reading is just going through, continuing on your reading, going through the Gospels. And what you'll find is in your imagination, you you can almost put yourself there with the Messiah because in in John he washes his disciples' feet if you wanted to you can read that and and do that for yourself you could you could you could go through that and get connected with what that means and then apply that to your life he prays for his disciples he prays for the world you could do you could do that you you, you can you see the circumstances that that the world is in so it's it's so important to to go through uh the gospels and as we are and do it in real time and i i, I believe you will be tremendously tremendously blessed by it just a, a few more comments mm. I have in the past took the day and prayed, thinking about Yeshua on the cross and what the disciples experience. I'm not making any new traditions, but just reflecting what Yeshua did for me, us. Blessed be, blessed be the king. Yeah, I'm glad to see um, my, my brothers and sisters who have, have joined me here today. It's always good to know. That um, when I'm teaching, the brethren from the UK, as well as the brethren around the world, are um, taking advantage of the word that goes forth. So I'm going to be just had a look at some comments um, on YouTube. Got to be looking at any comments or questions on Facebook now. If you do have them, please submit them. the comments section and share with us um, if you're going to be, if you're going to be doing any further reading tonight, um, I would greatly encourage it. This is a once, this doesn't happen often, where the the days of the feasts align up with those 2,000 years ago and obviously uh, I'm saying that and I'm going to be proving that um, as we go uh, through this message, and I, I believe it will be eye-opening. It will be eye-opening, and um, what 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 we discover. So I see a lot of people um, saying ha- uh, "Happy Passover" online, and I just want to make it, make make it clear again. I know that there are, there, are, um, there are a lot of people who are rejoicing in the fact that it's Passover and I'm rejoicing with you. But please do um, be aware, this is the day of the Passover. Um, and that's what um, I said. This is the day of the Passover, the actual sacrifice. Yeshua's crucifixion, um, who was slain for us, will be taking place tomorrow. Um, so join me. that 9 a.m we'll be going through the uh the 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 crucifixion and what took place throughout the evening and 3 p.m we'll be going through um his his crucifixion his death his burial and then we'll be going into um the sabbaths um throughout the week that's going to be a post um that won't uh, i don't believe it will be a live teaching um on thursday that will probably be a post and then I'll catch that up on, on, on Saturday for the Sabbath service. Then Sunday for the, 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 um, the first fruits and then the seventh day of Unleavened Bread. It's, 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 I, I'm blessed. Even though um, this is ministry, which means I'm working, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be doing it and to be here with you all. Blessings all. Happy Passover over to Hy family in Europe, in USA, Tampa, Florida. Still 5 p.m. Sunny, hot outside. Well, this is definitely something you can you can put on pause and run the tape uh, back in a few hours when the sun goes down and truly experience it um, for you for yourself. I see your, your prayer request, uh, Feven, I'll be um, praying for, for that now, for your, for your daughter and for the saints in general. Because what I find is that we may have the revelation of the feasts and of the Sabbaths and then we tend to be chiding um, with, with our next of kin with regards to sharing that unto them. Um, and what I would encourage uh, um, you in, as well as others, is to make sure that um, that you present what you present with regards to the Sabbath, with regards to the feast, and with regards to the the things of Jehovah, is uh, is the very best witness you can present. And what I mean by that is if we are an ambassador of the kingdom what the person who the ambassador has been sent to needs to see uh, that the kingdom is superior in all facets than the nation they are solely a citizen of and what I mean by that is we all being witnesses need to walk in power walk in authority while being meek being humble being poor in spirit we need to be uh, peacemakers we need to be merciful we need to love our enemies we need to forgive we need to bless those who curse us we need to feed our enemy we need to do and be the kind of people that are a light, because in darkness, when light is shining, people who are, have eyes will see it and go to it. Those who are blind forget about it. So our mandate, first and foremost, is for ourselves to be able to shine. At the maximum frequency we can shine so that those who have eyes will come near. We always want our children to to come to the most high and so on and so forth. But oftentimes we want our children to come to the most high whilst we ourselves are not as close to the most high as we could be. So if we are setting the pace and setting the example of light, if they have eyes to see, then they will see it. And I say that obviously because I have children. I have a wife, I have children, and I always wasn't this way. So when it comes down to families and husbands, wives, I've experienced all of those elements. And the key thing that I've received, which I like to transmit, is if you focus on doing what you're supposed to do being who you're supposed to be and shining the light and taking a step back from trying to drag people, but taking a step forward towards the most high, then he can he can deal with, if he can harden and soften Pharaoh's heart, he can do that with your daughter. He can do it with your son and with your cousin and so on and your aunties and uncles. Anyway, heavenly father, glory be to your name. I pray for Fevon's daughter as well as my own, my son's and all of our siblings, our next of kins, our children, our husband and wives. But most of all, I pray for us. I pray, Father, in Yeshua's name. That you will help us to be good witnesses for your kingdom. Demonstrating a love for you that will cause the people who look and see afar off to want to know who you are. Father, there were many people in Abraham's house, but they knew about the God of Abraham. And I pray, Father, that we will be like Abraham, that we will be in a relationship with you to the degree that even our enemies will have to come to peace with us because they know the God we serve. I pray, Father, for Fevon, her daughter, and for us all, that there will be a light within us, the light of the word that will shine to the degree that it will bear witness to those who are ordained unto the kingdom. I pray, Father, in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Good to see you, Brother Dennis. This was a wonderful teaching that gives a real sense of the time and season of that day our Passover Lamb Yeshua took our sins upon himself. Blessed be the name of Jehovah. Amen. Question. Um, Anne-Marie Williams poses here. Apostle Marcus, thank you for the teaching. Apostle, the full moon this morning, the 13th of the first month, April 7th. Is it considered a renewed moon or just a full moon? Since we have learned with you the renewed moon is a new moon, I really don't want to create confusion among the brethren and, just que- and a question like this. I should ask my husband, but he is not a believer in this faith. I know that there, is, um, there are terms that people use, and people say renewed moon, or they say new moon. When they say renewed or new, they're really essentially saying the same thing. The reason I believe some people say renewed is because really we, it's not a new moon, it's the same moon, it's just renewed, it's just made new again, as opposed to it being a new moon. So it's a way of saying the, the, the same thing, I guess, but people, and, and maybe someone in the comment section who uses the term renewed may, may agree with what I'm saying here, that that's the reason why renewed is is said and i've just chosen to say uh uh new moon it doesn't mean i'm in disagreement with anyone i just that's just what what i've said um, from day one up until now um if you feel like it causes confusion among the brethren to use renewed then i would suggest you you would stop um for your conscious sake and for the, the, the sake of the brethren, that is something that um, that you don't want to be a part of causing confusion, um, because that's definitely not something that Jehovah likes, whilst at the same time, um, if there are no technical differences between the two other than um, the, the idea and a connotation with each of the names, then I think it's is harmless. But if it causes confusion, then don't um, allow yourself to be a stumbling block um, towards your brethren. OK, thanks for the message of Jehovah, word and explaining and clarifying exactly what the living word of Jehovah says for people who need understanding. So question, what time is it there when you read this question so I can set the alarm to be on UK time? Um, So the time I I just read is 10.38 here. So that might have been like 10.35 maybe. So it is 10.38 here. Um, If you're part of the... I was going to say about the news, the, uh, the announcement, email, but then you will only have five minutes and you don't want to miss it. Uh, a good tool that you can use to set your time is just have a look at uh, the time here on, on Google or timeanddate.com. I believe that's the name. And you'll be able to see what the time hit here is here um, in the UK and then set your uh, timer for that and also just remember this is uk time um i'm also mindful that this isn't um, israel time so my evening compared to israel evening is around two hours later later so i'm just doing this here so uh uk time knowing that if i really wanted to do it, um, I could have done it two hours earlier. But I would be out of sync with my own um, experience, um, and and so would the brethren here in the UK. So if you wanted to, you could join me live, which I would suggest, or you could, uh, as someone um, suggested, they may, they may, uh, you know, hit the pause button and watch it at late at a later time whatever makes you happy but i would prefer if you were uh, with us in real time thank you pastor marcus for great teaching we are very blessed Um hacks okay so it looks like we are done um so i'm going to be uh wrapping up shortly I'm going to be wrapping up very, very shortly. Please do not forget um, to join us over each of these weeks, over, over each of these services. Um, that on Sunday is the day of the first fruit offering. So please do prepare your first fruit offering. As, as you know, we are a ministry that teaches the gospel of the kingdom without the traditions of men. And as always, if you are looking for a ministry that is good ground for you to sow in, then look no further. Um, if you've been around for some time, the reason you're still here is because this is the good word. This is good seed that is going forth. And I'm hoping that, um, that, uh, that you continue uh, to join us and be blessed. And I'm hoping that um, you will be a blessing to us. Just a few um, comments. Uh, This was a good idea to walk through the timeline and act it out, if you will. Makes sense because you, you... Usually, we'd be at work tomorrow, preparation day, until the high Sabbath for a feast of unleavened bread. Uh, bless you. I've been greatly blessed to remember the Lord's Supper with everyone at HOI today. Thank you, Pastor Marcus. And uh, may Jehovah bless you, that you will grow in stature, May you remain faithful and continue to hear his voice. Amen. So please do um, join me tomorrow. I will be here. I hope you will join me to uh, continue in our, the, the gospel in real time for Yeshua's crucifixion. And then at 3 p.m. tomorrow for his death, for his burial. And we will continue to go through and we will Confirm the sign that he gave to his disciples, to that generation and to the world today. Jehovah bless you. Shalom. Thank you for fellowshipping with us today. I hope that teaching blessed you. But here is how you can be a blessing to us. By donating a small amount each month, by tithing and giving offerings to House of Israel London. You will help us continue to host and broadcast our services locally and to the world. Thanks to the faithfulness of a very small number of saints, we are able to hire our venue for weekly feast, Sabbath and prayer services, purchase equipment allowing us to record and broadcast our teachings, stream services live onto the internet promote our ministry across the internet, allowing us to be a worldwide witness for Yeshua the Messiah, upload and host teaching videos, podcasts, blog posts, and more on our website, submit our podcast to iTunes and other global platforms, answer questions live, by email, or by phone, and there is much more but our ministry can't continue these services to improve, to grow, to make an impact without your support. If you have been blessed by our ministry, by our weekly and feast Sabbath services, through our online fellowship, by the hundred plus teaching videos, by having your questions answered, through counsel, through prayer, or by the myriad of things not listed above, I invite you to support us. You can donate via our website at www.hoilondon.co.uk forward slash pages, forward slash donate. Alternatively, why not call me on 03333447454 to discuss other options. Proverbs 3 verse 9 reads honor yehovah with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine if you desire this ministry to bless others as it has blessed you then start supporting us today shalom